0: Are either one of these any good? Wow,
1: this is a good movie. It's pretty good. Yeah, well, the director from yesterday doesn't think so. It stinks. You sorry? You waste all our film. <laughs> it's so bad! Welcome back to the screening room where we are definitely in the dog days of summer. We are. Another quiet week. Uh, she is Hope Madden. He's George Wolf. And we're from madwolf.com, checking out the new releases this week, as always, in theaters and on video. And we'll start with the latest animated film. It's an orphan girl dreaming of becoming a ballerina, fleeing her country orphanage for Paris, where she passes for someone else and exceeds to the position of pupil for the great opera house. It's called Leap. My name is Felice Le and since I can remember, I've wanted to dance. Oh no, here we <laughs> go. I was there with my mom when I was a baby. Felice, I know you have this dream, but dreams are not reality. Dance school in
0: Paris. You, a dancer at the ballet? You wouldn't
1: last more than five minutes out there. <gasps> are you sure about that? Bye-bye orphanage.
0: Hit it. Paris,
1: city of dreams. No matter what happens, never give up on your dreams.
0: You can do it. It's called lazy, George. <laughs>
1: this one kind of, it kind of snuck up. Well, right now, like we say, it's the dog days of summer. It's quiet right now, this week, next week. Not a lot going on. We're just waiting for August to be over, pretty much, and then get into the fall rush for the big Oscar contenders and the holidays, and then we're off and running. But right now, pretty quiet. And this one kind of snuck up on me, anyway. And uh, you're right. It's it's just lazy. As a lot of these mediocre to poor animated films are, it just throws it out there with very broad-brush morals and some toe-tap-and-pop songs and just says, Here.
0: Yeah, that's about right. The story is um, just a, a hodgepodge of every cliche you can think of. Uh, an, a little girl, and Elle Fanning plays the little, the voice of the little girl. She's always great. Love Elle Dane, Dane DeHaan is the voice of her friend, Victor, and the two of them are orphans, and they wind up in Paris. They, they escape the orphanage. They, they run away to Paris on a train. The little boy dreams of being an inventor. The little girl dreams of being a ballerina and uh, being an orphan and having never danced before. Of course, she doesn't become one, and she winds up instead uh, a servant in the house of a super mean lady and her super mean daughter who is going to be a ballerina. So one thing leads to another, and uh, the little girl steals the mean girl's uh, identity and winds up a ballerina.
1: So right away, you've got Cinderella themes going on all over the place with the wicked, absolutely, you know, quote-unquote, stepsister, yep, yep, and the, yep. the put-upon... Uh, young woman who's gonna rise orphan above an all oh, orphan absolutely. girl yeah so you're cribbing from something classic right away. but again everything about it just screams lazy
0: Oh absolutely and they just they just smash in uh, a love interest and you know and and her best friend Oliver Danehan, He is going to be an inventor, and uh, that just kind of gets wedged in out of nowhere. And you know what? It doesn't even look good. It's not a satisfying film at all, and it's full of of easily won lessons and mopey faces and everything you've seen before. It doesn't have a good pace. And the thing that I think I found the most disappointing— Uh, One of the directors is Eric Warren, who was involved in, he wasn't a director or writer, but he was in part of the art department of the film Triplets of Belleville,
1: which is one
0: of my favorite animated movies Wasn't that great? Yeah. If you haven't seen
1: Triplets of Belleville... Seek it out. And speaking of a toe-tapping song, that song will get stuck in your head. Stuck in, you won't the, know what the words say. <laughs> no, you won't. But the song from Triplets of Belleville will get stuck in your head. And, and frogs. But anyway, we digress. We
0: do. It's funny that you mentioned that this movie came out of nowhere because, in fact, it was supposed to be released last spring. Well, there you go. And it got bumped all the way to the end of August, which is, you know, it's when the studio sweeps out garbage that it knew wasn't going to be a big summer blockbuster and that it wants to get rid of before it's time to get Oscar contenders and holiday films, you know, holiday blockbusters ready. You're going to see, generally speaking, in your wide releases, the movies that come out the end of August, beginning September, are the ones the studio have zero faith in. And for this movie, I understand why.
1: And this one really is the only major, mm-hmm. major release this week. This is it. it we'll is. talk and about honestly, some others. It's, it's
0: a pretty minor release as far as studio films go. Yeah. So.
1: And, that, and that tells you how quiet it is. But yeah, it doesn't look good, which anymore, especially for an animated film. What are you doing? Yeah, no, I exactly. mean, even the worst animated films yeah. look great. Yeah. But yeah, it's got that just very homogenized, hey, Believe in your dreams. And it's a
0: bit catty, I think, as well, to be honest with you. I mean, the way they pit these little girls against each other. You know, I understand when Cinderella came out. You know, it was <laughs> a different... I don't think people thought of adolescence in that way. At this at this time, I really hated seeing these catty girls who were being applauded for their dance-off.
1: Yeah, and then you've got the pop songs. You, well, uh, Car- Carly Rae Jepsen is a voice in the cast.
0: Of Odette, kind of the mother figure, this other servant who but takes... But she's
1: also got songs, you've also got Demi Lovato songs, mm-hmm. you've got uh, Sia, yeah um, and so these these pop songs that populate the film, and that has become, to me, a lazy trend as well, I regardless agree. of whether you like the songs or not. I mean, I, I like Sia, and even in, um, in Trolls, they had that really catchy uh, Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake song, but they, it can become just so lazy, almost like a device that we've talked about with uh, road movies, where you just string string sequences together buy a pop song and let's have a dance off yeah it's just another another device that smacks as very lazy especially in a in a movie like this that is so all-around lazy otherwise agreed
0: yeah agreed I just I mean you know at this time of year there's probably not that much family related you know to to take your kids to and so that might be why somebody but you know I just don't think I don't think kids are gonna like it Uh, And I I don't think parents are going to like it. I just think it's really one to skip.
1: Yeah, so probably going to disappear quickly, and that's Leap. They're really only wide, wide release this week.
0: A smaller film that did get a, a fairly wide release this week, though, is Ingrid Goes West, story of an unhinged social media stalker who moves to L.A. and insinuates herself into the life of an Instagram star.
1: L.A. is the best. I'm making a ton of new friends. Hi, I'm Taylor. Ingrid. Have we met before?
0: No. This is my brother, Nikki. Hi. Stop! What is this?
1: You don't even like these people.
0: Nikki, where's my phone?
1: Taylor's favorite prunge spot. This is a picture of her sleeping. Those are just a joke. I'm not a psychopath. I just want to be her friend. Okay, here we go. You ready? A bunch of Hollywood elitist types are going to wag their finger at us and tell us how this social media obsession with connections really cuts down on actual connections that we can make. <laughs> you know, you're ready for that. But the good news is here this one is smart about it because you know, in today's society when social media has become such an albatross sometimes. Of course, movies are going to comment on that because Absolutely. movies comment on on what's going on, but this one does it in a smarter way that for me succeeded because of the dry humor the dark humor and how it refuses to lose its edge and its bite just when you think it's going soft and that for me was a little surprising and really made the film stand out it's it's love
0: this cast yeah
1: the cast is great and the debut it's the debut for the co-writer and director matt spicer who's done some shorts and some videos and some other projects but this is his feature debut and yeah at the top of the cast is Aubrey Plaza, who plays Ingrid. And by the way, she gets another producing credit. She's been getting some producing credits lately, so good for her. Yeah, she's she did, moving right, into, She
0: produced a little hours, a very yeah. small, weird, funny, dry movie yeah. that came out earlier. And she's this year.
1: always she's always got a got a, a charisma about her. You know, she's she's good at playing these characters that you never just know when they're quite know when they're going to go off. Yeah. You know, but she's she's Ingrid, who is in Pennsylvania and has earned a little mental evaluation time after a quite high strung incident at a friend's wedding right but then when she's trying to get her life together she happens upon the instagram account of this taylor sloan who's what they call an instagram star Mm -hmm. which you know they have these people Mm -hmm. they're pretty much famous for being instagram on instagram and they get companies to pay them for product placement in their carefully choreographed instagram pictures this is a thing now (laughs) maybe we're slow to this but this is the thing now so this Taylor is one and so uh, Ingrid actually comments on one of Taylor's posts and lo and behold she gets a reply back and so uh oh (laughs) that's Taylor's first mistake so the next thing you know Ingrid is going west and she's going from Pennsylvania to Venice Beach California where she's going to ingratiate herself into Taylor's life, and hopefully they'll become best friends. Oh, my God. And they, she will live out her social media dreams. And
0: Elizabeth Olsen plays Taylor. Who's Elizabeth Olsen is great. I, I, I think that she winds up with too many roles where she doesn't get the opportunity to sort of break out, but I think she is a phenomenal talent.
1: I, I agree. She's very, very good, and she's perfect for this because, well, number one, she has that glamorous California look anyway especially when she's all glammed up. but she's she's so good at being this just insufferable hipster that everything is amazing but yet she's somehow likable and are we really friends? And you know, are you nothing but plastic? Is there something under there? So she she's perfect in this part. Aubrey Plaza is perfect in this part and the the, the rest of the supporting cast good as well. Uh, the Wyatt Russell who we, we've seen pop up. In uh, a few films lately. He, he plays Elizabeth Olsen's husband, who's, of course, an artist, but he's not really an artist, and I'm not going to give it away when you finally see his art, <laughs> but, but he's talking about how deep and meaningful it is, and when they finally turn the camera around and you see his projects, it's a scream, and and that's the sort <laughs> of dry humor that this movie really hits on, that really appealed to me, and, and I think one of the things that that makes the film go and then you've got O'Shea Jackson Jr. who's of course Ice Cube's son who played Ice Cube in Straight Out Compton right, right. who I thought was so, oh, yeah, uh, so uh, impressive. Great to see
0: him in something else because uh, you know this is the first thing I've seen him since Yeah
1: me too uh, and and he's, he's uh ends up being Ingrid's landlord and maybe possible boyfriend and he's Batman obsessed and that's where you get into one of the maybe clunkier metaphors the film explores because okay why is this guy you know obsessed with a an alternate you know reality a right, different right. well everybody's playing those roles okay we get that that might be a little heavy-handed but other than that it's it really i think handles it handles it fairly well very well in in, in some cases about not only the the danger that lurks in in these possible social media connections and the way people live their lives as as an alternate reality reality but also the allure about why why people are drawn to this which for a lot of times can be a very you know very curious question like wh- why well you know the film kind of makes you understand a little bit how it can go down that road so uh, and then it leads again i think to a to an ending that I, just when I thought, like I said, just when I thought it was going soft, and I'm like, oh, are we are are we all going to learn something today? Uh, you know, it didn't go soft, completely soft. So I was impressed. I think I think it's one that um, is is really worth seeing, and I don't know how wide of a release it's getting. Not as wide as Leap, unfortunately, but it's one that I think we would I would definitely recommend, and it's it's interesting to see. Aubrey Plaza not only as a performer but as a producer here. I'm going to be, I'm going to be more and more curious as to, come to the, some of the projects she gets attached to as a producer because it seems like already in that section of her, that piece of her career, she's she's doing quite well. So I give a recommendation to Ingrid Goes West. And moving on, we'll go to a movie with a somewhat even more limited release this week. Robert Pattinson starring as a bank robber finding himself unable to evade those who are looking for him as he tries to help his brother in a movie called Good Time. Something happened. I don't know exactly what. He's been arrested. He's being held at Riker's Island. What? Oh my god, that's awful. Make me clean. You just gotta get him out of there before something bad happens. He could get killed in there. The bureau is acting from love. The... I think something very important is happening and it's deeply connected to my purpose. It's a nice dream.
0: You know what? He does not look like he's having a good time,
1: George. <laughs> I know. It's a very ironic title. I even thought of that when I watched the trailer for the first time. I'm like, boy, that doesn't look like a good time. No. But it's another case of Robert Pattinson. Now, if you missed the movie, missed a couple of movies he's been in in the last few years. And you
0: probably did. You
1: probably have. One called The Rover, which I like very much.
0: Maps to the Stars. Maps which to I the love. Stars. Cosmopolis. Both David Cronenberg movies. Yeah. Um Robert Pattinson can act. That's right. I mean,
1: make all the jokes about Twilight, and we have. That's right. Uh he can act, and this is just another example of that because he pretty much is in just about every scene of this movie. Yeah,
0: he really is. And and I and I think this is his his best performance to date.
1: Yeah, I'd put it right up there with The Rover. I, I thought he was great in The Rover, but that one was more of a, a supporting, supporting character. Mm-hmm. This he he drives this movie from start to finish.
0: And he plays this. It's such a great performance. He plays this very seedy character who you still can't help but like regardless of the fact that the choices he makes you can tell that he seems to think he's doing the right thing but he is poison to everybody around him
1: well that's the thing that makes him as likable as maybe he is because he believes in the cause that he has The cause that he has is his brother right uh and in helping his brother that to him that's the cause that makes everything else worthwhile and You know, it is a noble cause because his brother has some disabilities.
0: Yeah, so what it comes down to is his brother has gotten himself into some sort of trouble and he is trying to keep the brother out of the system. And to do that, what they've decided to do, apparently, is rob a bank and then skip town. Right. And the bank robbery doesn't go as planned. And, and then his brother does wind up incarcerated. So now Connie is his name. He is uh, desperate to figure out how to get to his brother be at, for, out of Rikers Island yeah. You know, before it's too late. Because, again, his brother it has uh, some some mental disabilities. And it looks like a hearing disability as well. The brother is played by director, co-director, co-writer Benny Safdie. So Benny Safdie and Josh Safdie together wrote and directed, they've written and directed several films, Daddy Long Legs, Heaven Knows What. They have a real knack for these stories uh, about sort of people who live on the fringes, particularly the fringes of New York, and telling them in a way that that rings very true and at the same time utterly alien. You <laughs> just think and that's the thing about so so the adventures that Connie has in in basically barely longer than a twenty four hour period, they are just progressively crazier and crazier, but but they're driven with such a desperation and then you're like, okay, like, all right. Yeah. I bought that it all was happening. I didn't think to myself, <laughs> this seems contrived. I really didn't either. It does though. get a little out there, though, yeah. some of the things that happen.
1: And the first movie it's going to remind you of is Midnight Cowboy. Right. As they're trying to, you know, get that score and get out of town right. and, you know, and instead of heading to but Florida.
0: really, I think, so many of those, especially New York centered indies of the 70s. It's got, yeah. uh, it's got a great tone in that way.
1: Yeah, it does. But you're right. You end up somehow pulling for this guy even though you shouldn't be and of course the brother is a, is a sympathetic character because he's he's at mercy he's at the mercy of other people and he's relying on his brother to keep him from being at mercy in the system yeah other people get drawn in to connie's world jennifer jason lee right, has, right, a, right. Uh, has a small supporting role and, and everyone is only a target that connie can use uh, the, for his own ends. And he, when he has to try to be a quote unquote charmer, he'll do that. When he has to get violent, he'll do that. But like you said, everybody he encounters, he, he he's poisoned to them in his single minded purpose of helping his brother.
0: Right. And you get the feeling that he's probably always like this. He's probably always. And that's one of the things I think that's great about the performance and about the film is this sense of desperate urgency. Like. Every, like this constant, the pace is really, I think, charged by this sort of constant scheming, planning. What am I going to do next? How mm-hmm. am I going to make this work out? It, it, it puts you on edge. The film is, is brief and quickly paced, but exhausting.
1: Yeah, and like we say, it's it's not a good time. No, it's, <laughs> it's a called, good movie, It's called though. a good time. It's a good movie, but it's not a good time. But if you're, if you're up for that, we would definitely recommend Robert Pattinson, uh, as, as good as he's ever been, uh, this week in Good Time. And as quiet as this week is on the national front, it's actually been pretty busy. We've seen a lot of movies this week, and we'll just touch on a few that are in very limited release, but definitely worth checking out if you can. And uh, this one is a documentary called Whose Streets? And it is about the really the birth of the Black Lives Matter movement surrounding the killing of Michael Brown in Ferguson, Missouri, and the aftermath of that and it's the, the debut directors they're they're activists and now film directors Saba Foloyan and Damon Davis and I hope I pronounced that first name right but this is such such an effective movie it has a real citizen journalist feel you're on the ground you're there you're seeing what you didn't see on the evening news or on even on the internet it's incredibly gripping and it's it's just so effective and I cannot recommend it enough. Again, it's not kind of like we talked about before. It's not a good time. I mean, this is obviously, with the subject matter, not a feel-good movie, but in getting behind and underneath a revolution, uh, it's uh, it's incredibly moving, and I would certainly recommend Whose Streets, if you can find it this week.
0: Another really, really nice film in very limited release that you should seek out is an animated film, Anime, called In This Corner of the World. So it is a drama about uh, dro- uh, the, the bomb being dropped on Hiroshima, and uh, it's the most gorgeously hand-painted film, uh, and it just follows the devastating effect of the war by, by really diving into the minutiae of the days around this little girl as she grows up, and she paints mm. in, in a small town outside Hiroshima. It is devastating. It's beautiful, uh, lyrical, lovely film in this corner of the world. Definitely worth seeking.
1: And one more small one that's worth seeking out. A man watches his life unravel after he's left by his girlfriend. A strange little movie called Lemon.
0: Yeah, strange indeed. Strange <laughs> indeed. And uh, it kind of announces what it is from the very opening segment. The direction is very specific. It is a, it's funny, though. It's so such a niche idea. It's a film that's sort of meant to put you in the frame of a very specific type of indie movie where basically your protagonist is this unlikable, whiny Self-indulgent, <laughs> needy, <laughs> white guy. Almost
1: almost a mumblecore kind of a thing.
0: And The Way is directed by Janisa uh, Bravo, who co-wrote with her husband, Brett Gelman, who is also the star. It, I mean, it, it looks like something you might see. It looks like Napoleon Dynamite. It looks, <laughs> or a cross between Napoleon Dynamite and something that Wes Anderson would direct. It's sure. that kind of very specific framing and pacing. And, and, it, and it feels like a lighter-hearted or a more satirical Todd Solon's film. But it, it, it can't pull it off exactly. It looks great. It's incredibly weird. It can't completely pull off what it's trying to do, but it's a great attempt.
1: And it's got Judy Greer. Which we love. Who still has one of the best titles for a memoir ever? If you've never seen, if you've been in a bookstore and seen her memoir, it's called "I Don't Know Where You Know Me From," <laughs> <laughs> which probably how many times has people said that yeah, to her? She probably, probably has. She probably says it every day. <laughs> Where do I know you from? Yeah. So, uh, so that's Lemon. So one of the one of the uh, three really really limited releases this week that are definitely worth checking out. Uh, moving to home video, well, it's one and it's one big one. You've probably heard of it. The release this week <laughs> is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. I think we're both in agreement, not quite up to the par of Guardians of the Galaxy 1 because, well, the Guardians of the Galaxy 1 had such a out-of-nowhere freshness that just right. cannot be duplicated. No, it can't be. But no. this one is darn fun and good.
0: Yeah, it is. It's really fun. And you know what? Uh Dave Bautista, I think, is the breakout He I, was the breakout. I, he was great in the first one, but in this, he really carries a lot more of the film. He's got most of the funniest lines. He does. And he has one of the best emotional moments at the very, very, very end of the film with Baby Groot. Yeah. <laughs> um and Baby Groot kills ya. Yeah. Kills ya. That's
1: all I need to know, baby. That's right, Groot. baby Groot. But no, it's it's a lot of fun and uh yeah, so it's out on home video. And streaming this week. So, a quiet week all around.
0: Well, So, normally, we never talk about the TV shows that are released. Oh, yeah. You know, because we don't watch TV. And so, we would have no idea what we're talking about. But. There's one show we've watched in the last five years. We actually bought a cable station <laughs> just to be able to watch Ash versus Ash. Evil Dead.
1: Right. And volume, season two. Season
0: two comes out this week, and we think you
1: should watch it. Especially because, let's see, we're taping this. When we tape this, a few days from now, we're going to go to a book signing with Mr. Bruce Campbell and hopefully get a picture. That's right. So uh, we'll hopefully Big have that fans. on the website or the Facebook Groovy page Bruce. here very soon. So uh, check it out, and of course, give us your feedback. What do you think about these films or others? Were you able to catch any of these really limited release movies? Hope so. Uh, what you think? Our Twitter account is the best way to keep the conversation going. That's at Mad Wolf, M A D D W O L F. Uh, the Facebook page is Mad Wolf Columbus, and of course the main website, MadWolf.com, to check out all the written reviews and hopefully the pictures of us with Bruce Campbell. We'll see. Looking ahead to next week, another quiet one. We've got a movie called Oh, The Layover, directed by William H Macy, starring Kate Upton and Alexandra Daddario. And let me tell you, just by the trailer, this looks Awful. Yeah, I I could barely make it through the trailer. So uh, hopefully we're wrong, but that's one of the releases next week. And also, Goon, Last of the Enforcers. It's taken a long time. Goon, the hockey movie starring Sean William Scott Stifler from the American Pie series. (laughs) We really liked Goon. Yeah the hockey movie so after all this time it's got a sequel so we'll check that out next week and until then the screening room podcast is a presentation of the columbus radio group and madwolf.com i'm george wolf i'm hope madden this is the screening room podcast see ya i do wish we could chat longer but i'm having an old friend for dinner bye